they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, July 27th, 2023, and this is episode 475 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's Thursday, 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 thirsty Thursday, so I might as well take a sip while we're getting rolling here. Morning, Gingerbread Farms and Pip up early in the comments. Look at look at Pip up 3.40 in the morning. 3.40, I guess that's 4.40 his time. Looks like he was trying to log into work. No bueno, not having any luck. Seven times was not the charm. Uh, can't start working, might as well hang out on YouTube. Uh, gingerbread Farms, good morning, good morning. And Canadian Farms said, good morning, all you strange and wonderful people. Um, strange, definitely wonderful. Some of us, some of us for sure. What are we drinking? What are we drinking today? That's all that's on my mind. I got this Brian's Blend in the cup and it tastes fantastic this morning. I'm exhausted, guys. That's one of the things we're going to talk about today. On the list, I got uh, our travel plans. We are back on the road today, a little later today. We have a couple more travel days left and then uh, back to Saltillo. And um, kind of going stick, to stick around there, I think. We'll talk about a little bit of um, a little bit of the plans. I think I've mentioned it a few times uh, here and there. Um, oh, Lord. Oh, Canadian Farmstead. Huh. You're not going to be able to enjoy that nice, warm, uh, warm beverage in the morning that opens your eyes and smells fantastic. Just hits your lips and you you go, oh, that is what I've been craving since yesterday morning. You're not going to be able you're not drinking coffee for a week. Why a week, man? If you're going to go a week, go fucking just stop. I remember. uh detoxing off of uh, energy drinks. Mm, I drank a lot of those. Um, Rockstar, sugar-free, carb-free Rockstars were my, uh, were my, um, were my beverage of choice for, um, for energy drinks. And man, I would drink two, three, two, three or four of them a day. Uh, and then one day I realized I needed to stop that. And I think it was for a diet, one of the fad diets. I don't know which one it was. We, we tried a bunch of them, but uh, you had to do a cleanse at the beginning. It was no caffeine. And uh, I was working this weird rotating shift schedule. And so I had two days off in the middle of the week and Corey was at work. And I decided I wasn't going to have any caffeine. Whew. That was interesting. That was interesting. Laid on a couch and uh, thought my head was going to explode. And uh, really felt like I had the flu. Um, I had a really the withdrawal symptoms were like I had a really, really bad flu for almost a day and a half and couldn't sleep, couldn't wake up. It was it was horrible. It was bad news. Um, I think now that I'm down to just 32, 32 ounces of coffee a day. Actually, it's probably more like 30 or less when uh, after you press it out. But one French press a day, sometimes two, and very rarely two anymore, because even though I enjoy it greatly when I have that second one, I 
I don't know. I feel a little off, so I, I stick to one. I think uh, quitting would be way easier, but the amount of caffeine I was taking then, the withdrawals, man, it was it was a hardcore drug, man. Caffeine is a hardcore drug. Canadian pharmacist says it's easier when you drink crap coffee. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I do. Um, I do equally enjoy the wake up in this. Um, the 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 feeling I get the the waking up the caffeine effect. I do enjoy that, but equally I enjoy the taste of Brian's uh, air roasted coffee. It's it's just just better. Uh, that's all I can say about it. It's. Uh, not to be coffee snobbish or anything, but it's like, you know, it's like tasting um, generic ketchup versus like homemade, uh, made with love ketchup. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's way different, way different. And I don't know, the cost, the cost reflects it. So it is what it is. Uh, anyway, what else? Uh, I can talk about travel plans and then uh, what's uh, what's in store for the YouTube videos that I have a list. I've been gathering a list of things on my phone as we drive. Um, a lot of them have to do with the list I talked about yesterday, but I uh, got some other things coming up on the YouTube channel and uh, videos and, and thoughts moving forward when we get back from our trip. So that's that. That's a little bit of a, a Brian caffeine story this morning to start out. Um, what else? Uh, those are the things we'll be talking about. We have the perfect cup question here in a second. Uh, I thought I copied it over, but it doesn't look like I did. So while I do that, um, uh, wait for people to show up this morning. Hope everybody's having a good week. It's Thursday. We are almost to Friday, Friday tomorrow. Uh, I did say that last week was probably the last, uh, 10k giveaway. I think I'll probably do it uh, one more, one more week, um, at least for the rest of our vacation. Uh, this kind of been like a, a focal point for me, uh, getting back and doing like changes. I don't want to say changes, but uh, getting back and um, resetting. I think it's a great, um, a great point that we are. Um, we're transitioning. Not, I don't want to say transitioning. It's weird. We are, um, we're getting back from this trip. It was a three week trip. It was planned. It was, um, it was laid out. And then that's kind of how we're doing our traveling is uh, planning out in trunks and then sitting down for a little bit. So this is going to be kind of a sit down period, a, a regroup period to work on things and concentrate uh, and formulate out plans moving forward. So this is kind of a pivot point, I guess we would call it. So um, Pip says, I forgot to set up the caffeine machine last night and no, dealership coffee and full semi of parts to sort. Mm, fun. Can you, um, can you door dash coffee from someplace decent? I don't know. I've never actually used DoorDash. I've never used any of those food delivery services, but, um, maybe you can get a decent coffee. Hmm. Who sells decent coffee? Is there someone that sells decent coffee near you? Or are you looking at Starbucks and bleh, burned, burned bullshit? Anyway, anyway, let's get to that perfect cup instead of talking about this crap coffee, talking about this, uh, talking about this stuff that just is going to make your gut rot and make you not feel good. So let's get to it. <coughs> All right, everyone, it's time for the 129th edition of the perfect cup, a daily question and my thoughts 
join the dis discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. I ask question of the day every Sunday through Thursday. I spread it out across social medias, especially in that Telegram channel is the best way to find it. But you can also find it on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and Noster. And you can comment on any of those posts. And if I get a notification or I happen to see it, I will grab it and put it on the list. But like I said, Telegram chat is the best way to get your answer heard. So that perfect cup question of the day today is, what is a favorite food or cuisine that you love or hate and why? What is a food or cuisine that you love or hate I'm an I'm a equal opportunity hater or lover, I guess. Uh, love or hate and why. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Ah, all right. Back to it. Sorry, had a had a little tickle in my throat. I wasn't sure which way it was going to go, if I was going to need to cough or not, and obviously I didn't. Let's get to those perfect cup questions answers. Uh, I answer in, I weigh in first here. Uh, I don't really know if this is actually would be considered a cuisine or a food category. I think I might have made it up, but I would say uh, Americanized tavern food uh, and not and not like not corner bar. Uh, it all came out of a freezer bag, but bar style food. Um on a quality level. I'm talking burgers, wings, uh, things like that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big fancy bar. It can be that corner bar, but uh, you know, somebody's making that food. Somebody's coming up with those recipes. A uh, perfect example would be the, the place we stopped in Wall, uh, South Dakota. You remember what that place was called? The Salty Steer. The Salty Steer. If you are in uh, Wall, if you're traveling through South Dakota and you go by Wall Drug, I mean, you'll see signs for like 200 miles. Definitely worth swinging in and uh, stopping in at uh, at the Salty Steer. Burgers were phenomenal. Burgers were great. Fries were good. Everything was great. Uh, and I think that's one of my favorite foods to uh, pick up a menu and see is something that's um, a little a little higher end. I don't pay, mind paying a little extra, but uh, not not the super um, five star Michelin meals. Um, obviously, uh, I I like to eat. I'm a big dude, so uh, the little tiny things they bring out for those type of things are not my deal. But if you find me a good, well made burger, maybe some different flavors or combinations, some wings, uh, some decent fries, things like that, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. So uh let's see who else we got on the list we have uh micah micah weighed in and says as barney fife once said i've always liked good food i guess i got that from my mother you know she always liked good food i guess good food is a is a general category and i'd rather have good food than bad food uh kyle the backwoods butcher weighed in and says i love southern and cajun food i hate the super fancy meals that come out in 32 courses and you're still hungry because all you ate was avocado foam yeah that's what i was talking about that's what i was that second part of that was uh the, the bar food i do not like uh man i'm at a bar 
do not give me a pile of bean sprouts and and a, and a kidney bean and tell me that it's some sort of fancy food that I'm supposed to enjoy. So I got you, Kyle. I hear you there. Uh, Rachel um, from Rewilder Life says Mexican, like legit from your Latino grandma's kitchen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I got to experience some real Mexican cuisine. I worked with a uh, worked with a guy one time very closely in a control room. Uh, literally, we sat next to each other. Uh, three of us sat in a room that was probably, whew, if it was 10 by 10, it was, uh, I'm probably way overblowing how big this room was, plus all the equipment in it. And we kind of sat on top of each other almost. And this dude was from Mexico. He used to bring in um, legit Mexican food. And every day for lunch, it was almost like I didn't need to bring lunch because every day he was handing me leftovers. I don't know if he brought extra for me. Uh, I didn't ever want to jinx it or ask him why you brought so much for lunch. But uh, man, almost daily, the guy fed me phenomenal traditional Mexican food. Um, and she also said, and as the same of, as same as above, fancy food stinks. No thanks. Let me pick it up with my hands and have it run down my arms. Oh, Rachel, I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, comments like that. <laughs> it reminds me of Corey. Corey is all, uh, she isn't all fancy like that. She likes to listen to the song fancy and pretend, but uh, we know she is definitely not fancy. Uh, Scrambling weighs in and says, love me some Taipei, Taipad. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not from, uh, from that region and I'm not into uh, Southeast Asian food all that much. Um, that, that a tie with a first rate peanut sauce and Thai iced tea is divine. Although a Brazilian steak joint. Yes, I do agree there when it, when I can go tilt on piles of meat, fuck yeah, I'm in. Uh, and then he has a giant hard time with anything seaweed or dead rotting fish. So no to lots of Japanese and Korean soup shit and all that Norwegian fish weirdness. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as no goes for me, the whole raw fish, the whole rotting fish, the whole preserved fish. Mm, not my deal. Not my deal. I did live in Minnesota for over 20 years and man, Ludafist and all those crazy Norwegian things that they pull out um like they have like a piece of fish in their pocket that's been in there for like six weeks and they're like hey it's just about ready here have some of this and i'm like mm -mm, no no thank you no thank you but yes brian i agree the the brazilian steak joint uh the few times i got to go over to um fogo de chao across the street from uh, where i worked yeah, I uh, definitely went into the to the food coma, had the meat sweats and all sorts of stuff that uh, that was good because, man, the food was phenomenal. And they just kept bringing it and until you were done, until you were done, not until they were done. Uh, Pip weighed in and says he cannot eat fish. He's tried by several different cooks, but the texture thing, I just can't consume fish. All fish? I don't think all fish has the same texture, Pip. Hmm interesting it might be in that pip brain of yours uh loco old uh old philippine uh nomad mike the philippine nomad he uh he's dealing with a typhoon right now but had enough time to weigh in and uh and answer the perfect cup and also uh keep the group updated and his safety and i appreciate that 
Mike, good luck and uh, and be safe over there in the Philippines with that uh, backwards hurricane coming at you. <coughs> Actually, I think it's already come at him, and uh, I think they're in day three, uh, three or four at the moment. So, good luck, Mike. I hope everything survives. I hope I I know you'll you'll survive. You're a survivor, but I hope everything goes smooth and uh, the community is okay. Uh, but he weighed in and says he loves Southern style American barbecue ribs, preferably smoked. Yeah, country style ribs for baby back. Mike, I I dig your style with that. And he says uh, the thing he hates is Filipino wannabe international cuisine. Uh oh. He says, for example, fake ass Philomex cuisine, Filipino Mexican. After 350 years of Spanish galleons from Acapulco to Manila. Not one ship brought us any authentic Mexican food. Traditional Spanish fare, yes. Comida Mexicana, no. Oh, no. Mike is mad. Mike is mad that 350 years of ships came from Mexico to the Philippines and no one brought a damn tamale. Jeez. Jeez, man. Uh, let's see, Corey. Uh, oh, let me hit the comments first, see if there's anything over here. Uh, Canadian Farm says, says, I like so many types of food. It was hard to answer. Don't have any style of food I don't like either. Wow. Canadian Farmstead, just the most steady, steady guy, the most homesteady guy out there. Steady, uh, likes everything, doesn't dislike anything, likes crappy coffee, doesn't need to drink it for a week. Man, you're right there down the border. <laughs> Gingerbread Farm said, beef yakisoba reminds me of Okinawa. Never had it. Don't even know what it is. Don't even know what it is. I am definitely not a um, anybody that dives into a lot of strange foods or anything. I'm a pretty pretty plain Jane when it comes to uh, my taste in food. Corey weighed in, and uh, I didn't know what she was going to say. Uh, we're pretty pretty standard on our eats, and uh, I wasn't sure what she would say. And she thought about it, thought about it. All of a sudden, she turns to me and says, "Italian." I love pizza. I love pasta. I love all the carbs. <laughs> and I said, fair enough. Fair enough. So Corey weighed in with a pizza, pasta, and all the Italian that she can get. She grew up right behind an Italian restaurant. I can see why she loves Italian. The place was phenomenal. She had me eat there, and I loved it uh, from day one. So it figured. It makes sense. All right. Well, with that, that's all the answers we have for the perfect cup question of the day. If you would like to participate, be sure to look for that question Sunday through Thursday, posted up about midday. Sunday is usually late, later afternoon when I get around to getting it out. But uh, comment, forward, share, read them and participate. And then be sure to tune in and uh, check out the Perfect Cup podcast daily. And uh, yeah, the easiest place to find it is at t.me slash lots feed. This has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. Now back to the main show. All right. All right. All right. Give me two seconds, guys, here. I got to take care of something as soon as I can find my mouse. All right. All right. Back, back, back. All right, let's get on to that Lots of History segment by Pip. Pip uh, works hard daily to come up with all these history wikis, uh, history nuggets from the wiki page, and I appreciate it greatly. He is 
this is not a good day. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's already worked on that history segment for tomorrow, or it could be a squirrely one for Friday. Anyway, let's get to it. July 27th, 2023. That's Thursday, July 27th, 2023. Humans, hello. Happy Friday Eve and expect it to be hot. Yeah, it is hot everywhere, guys. I That might be something I'm going to talk about also. Anyway, back to it. Pip from Duction Cups here. Plotting and scheming to take over easy or scrambled. Oh, no. Today's history touches on some military stuff and a little less non-military stuff. So, breakfast, we're talking about breakfast. Maybe a pancake or two. Anyway, here's lots of history for the 28th Eve, like Friday Eve, but the day before the day, or maybe not. Here we go. The 28th. 28th Eve. Oh, boy, Pip. Oh, boy. Anyway, this day, July 27th, 1663, the English Parliament passes the Second Navigation Act requiring that all goods bound for the America, American colonies have to be sent in English ships from English ports. After the Acts of Union, 1707, Scotland would be included in the Act. Overall, the Acts formed the basis of English and later British overseas trade for nearly 200 years. But the development and gradual acceptance of free trade, the acts were eventually repealed in 1849. The laws reflected the European economic theory of mercantilism, which sought to keep all benefits of trade inside their respective empires and to minimize the loss of gold and silver or profits to foreigners through purchases and trade. The system would develop with the colonies supplying raw materials for British industry and exchange for this guaranteed market, uh, a guaranteed market, the colonies would purchase manufactured goods from or through Britain. Pips knows the most important new legislation embedded in the act, as seen from the perspective of the interest behind the East Indian Company, citation needed, uh, was the repeal of legislation which prohibited export of coin and bullion from England overseas. This export was the real issue behind the act, as silver was the main export article for the East Indian Company into India, exchanging the silver into cheap Indian gold. Always a backdoor, always a reason for something going on, um, always a reason to pass laws other than the reason they're telling you they're passing the laws, in my opinion. Uh, this day, July 27th, 1775, founding of the U.S. Army Medical Department, the Second Continental Congress passes legislation establishing a hospital for an army consisting of 20,000 men. Oh, 20,000. Wouldn't that be nice? Formerly known as the Army Medical Service, AMS, encompasses the Army's six medical special branches for the Corps. It was established as the Army Hospital in July 1775 to coordinate the medical care required by the Continental Army during the Revolutionary War. The AMEDD is led by the Surgeon General of the U.S. Army, uh, Lieutenant General. When the Continental Congress established the Army Hospital, which was at the time overseen by the Director General and Chief Physician, Congress provided an Army medical organization only in times of war or emergency until 1818, at which point it created a permanent medical department. An Army Nurse Corps originated in 1901. The Dental Corps began, became, began in 1911. And a Veterinary Corps in 1916. The Medical Service Corps emerging in 1917. There's the history of your medical care uh, if you're a veteran. 
Uh, this day, July 27th, 1816, Seminole Wars, the Battle of Negro Fort ends when a hot shot cannonball fired by U.S. Navy gunboat number 154 explodes the fort's powder magazine, killing approximately 275. It is considered the deadliest single cannon shot in U.S. history. Whew! One ball, 275 pins. Woo-hoo-hoo! A a short-lived fortification built by the British in 1814 during the War of 1812, (coughs) a remote part of what was at the time Spanish Florida. When withdrawing in 1815 at the end of the war, the British commander Edward Nichols ensured that the fort was left intact for the use of the Indians. Instead, it came into the possession of a band of free renegade Negroes. What? It is the largest and best known instance before the American Civil War in which armed fugitive Africans, they were no longer enslaved, registered European Americans who sought to return them to slavery. Oh, resisted, excuse me. Uh, Resisted European Americans who sought to return them to slavery. A much smaller example was Fort Moses uh, Moses near St. Augustine. Huh, interesting. The history you never knew. July 27th, 1857, the siege of Ara Indian Rebellion. 68 men hold out for eight days against the force of 2,500 to 3,000 mutiny sepoys and 8,000 irregular forces. Pip's pre-notes. When I read the arenas where the battle took place in, I just said, that place in India. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It was the eight-day defense of a fortified outbuilding occupied by a combination of 18 civilians and 50 members of the Bengal Military Police Battalion against 2,500 to 3,000 mutinying Bengal native infantry sepoys from three regiments and an estimated 8,000 men from irregular forces commanded by Kuar Singh, uh, the local Zamidar or chieftain who controlled the someplace in India state. <laughs> I like that idea, Pip. An attempt to break the siege failed with around 290 casualties out of around 415 men in the relief party. Shortly afterwards, a second relief effort consisted of 225 men and three artillery guns carried out despite defense despite specific orders that it should not take place, dispersed the forces surrounding the building, suffering two casualties, and the besieged party escaped. Only one member of the besieged group was injured. This day, July 27, 1929, the Geneva Convention of 1929, dealing with treatment of prisoners of war, is signed by 53 nations. The International Committee of the Red Cross drew up a draft convention, which was submitted to the Diplomatic Conference convened at Geneva in 1929. July 27, 1995, the Korean War Veterans Memorial is dedicated in Washington, D.C. Around 2010, the Korean War Veterans Memorial Foundation began to lobby Congress to add to the existing memorial a wall listing the names of the U.S. service members who died in the Korean War. Happy birthday. Who was born today, July 27th? July 27, 1733, Jeremiah Dixon, English surveyor and astronomer, uh, an English surveyor and astronomer, astronomer who is best known for his work with Charles Manson, <laughs> Charles Mason, <laughs> from 1763 to 1767, is determining what was later called the Mason-Dixon line. Oh, cool. Dixon became interested in astronomy and mathematics during his education at Bernard Castle, 
early in life, he made acquaintances with the eminent intellectuals of Southern Durham, mathematician William Emerson and astronomers John Bird and Thomas Wright. Mason Dixon line. Interesting. Always wondered where that name came from. This day, July 27th, 1848, Friedrich Ernst Dorn, German physician, a German physician who was the first to discover that a radioactive substance, later named radon, is emitted from radium. Radon. All the scare in all the places. Oh, July 27th, 1907, Irene Fisher, American, Austrian-American geodist, geodist and mathematician. Hmm. An Australian-American mathematician and geodist. She was a member of the National Academy of Engineering, a fellow of the American Geophysical Union, and inductee of the National Imagery and Mapping Agency Hall of Fame. Fisher became one of the two internationally known women scientists in the field of geodesy during the golden age of Project Mercury and the Apollo program. I don't know what geodesy is, or if I'm even saying it right. Interesting. 1940, July 27th, 1940, an animated short, A Wild Hair, is released, introducing the character of Bugs Bunny, a loosely adapted for the radio as a sketch performed by Mel Blanc and Arthur Q. Bryan on April 11th, 1941, edition of the Al Pierce Show. Pips notes, tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are. Elmer Fudd carries a 12-gauge double-barrel shotgun. Old Bugs Bunny cartoons, how good were they? This day, July 27th, 1955, Bobby Rondinelli, American drummer, an American drummer best known for his work with the hard rock heavy metal bands, Blue Oyster Cult, Hard Rock Heavy Metal, Blue Oyster Cult, Rainbow, Quiet Riot, Black Sabbath, The Lizards, The Handful, and Rondinelli, Rondinelli. I guess I guess Blue Oyster Cult has a little bit of of uh, of heavy to them, but hmm, don't fear the Reaper. Uh, this J July twenty seventh, uh, nineteen eighty four. Taylor Schilling, American actress. He is known for her role. <laughs> she is known for her role as Piper Chapman on Netflix original comedy drama series Orange Is the New Black. Also was in Atlas Shrugged Part 1. Uh, Taylor Schilling. I would have remembered her if Laura Prepon was not in Orange is the New Black, I guess. I mean, anyway. Who died today? Let's see who kicked off. Let's see who kicked off today. July 27th, 1883. Montgomery Blair, American lieutenant and politician, 20th United States Postmaster General, an American politician and lawyer from Maryland. He served in the Lincoln administration cabinet as Postmaster General from 1861 to 1864 during the Civil War. July 27, 1890, Vincent Van Gogh shoots himself and dies two days later. Van Gogh is believed to have shot himself in the chest with a 7mm pin pinfire revolver. La Fox. Yeah, nope, not happening. There's a theory that suggests he may have been shot by 16-year-old Rene Secretan. He sh- his shooting may have taken place in a wheat field in which he had been painting 
or in a local barn. The bullet was deflected by a rib and passed through his chest without doing apparent damage to internal organs, possibly stopped by his spine. He was able to walk back to the Auberge Ravu Rava, uh, where he was attended to by two doctors. One of them, Dr. Gachet, served as a war surgeon in 1870 and had extensive knowledge of gunshots. Pip's notes, according to Vincent's, two, uh, Vincent's brother, Theo, Vincent's last words were, the sadness will last forever. Wow. This day, July 27th, 1963, Garrett Morgan, American inventor, an American inventor, businessman, and community leader. His most notable inventions were the traffic light, which was the first three-way traffic signal, and a gas mask, notably used in a 1916 tunnel construction disaster rescue. Morgan also discovered the development of chemical hair processing and straightening solution. Okay, so this dude came up with traffic lights and a hair straightener. At a boy, at a boy. Maybe he had the gas mask to deal with the hair straightener chemicals. 1988, July 27th, 1988, Frank Zamboni, American inventor and businessman, founded the Zamboni Company, an American inventor and engineer whose most famous invention is the modern ice resurfacer. With, with his surname being registered as a trademark for these devices. In the 1970s, he invented a machine to remove water from the outdoor artificial turf surfaces, remove paint stripes from the same surfaces, and roll up and lay down artificial turf in domed stadiums. His final invention in 1983 was an automatic edger to remove ice buildup from the edges of rinks. He died of cardiac arrest at a Long Beach Memorial Hospital in July 1988 at the age of 87, about two months after his wife's death. He also had lung cancer. This day, uh, July 27, 2003, Bob Hope, English-American actor, comedian, television personality, and businessman, an American comedian, actor, entertainer, and producer with a career that spanned nearly 80 years and achievements in burlesque network radio man i don't know if i want to see bob hope taking his clothes off network radio television and uso tours <coughs> excuse me hope died of pneumonia at his home in toluca lake california two months after his 100th birthday his grandson zach hope told tv interview solid soldad o'brien that when asked on his deathbed where he wanted to be buried Hope is alleged to have told his wife, Dolores, surprise me. July 27th, 2013, Bud Day, American Colonel and Pilot, Medal of Honor recipient, George Everett Bud Day, and United States Air Force officer, aviator, and veteran of World War II, Korea War, and Vietnam War. He was also a prisoner of war and a recipient of the Medal of Honor and Air Force Cross. As of 2016, he's the only person to be awarded both the Medal of Honor and Air Force Cross. He was posthumously, uh, I can never say that word, advanced to the rank of Brigadier General, effective March 27, 2018, as directed by the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act. Pips notes, they wait until you're dead before they promote you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. July 27, 2022, Tony Dow, American actor, film producer, director, and sculptor, he portrayed Wally Cleaver in the iconic television sitcom Leave it to Beaver from 1957 and 1963. From 18, 1983 to 1989, Dow reprised his role as Wally in a television movie and in the new Leave it to Beaver. I didn't even know that happened. In May 20, 
2022, Dow, Dow was diagnosed with liver cancer. He died July 27, 2022, a day after his death was widely misreported. He was widely misreported, and then he actually died. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Uh, May, June, July, three months. Mm, three months to live. Holidays, July 27th. Holidays across the word world. Inglesia ni Cristo Day in the Philippines. Happy uh, Happy Typhoon Day. Um, Pips notes, maybe Mike can, can chime in on this one. I have no idea what this holiday is. Oh, Mike, if you uh, Mike, if you hear this and you want to weigh in on Inglesia ni Cristo Day. Uh, also, Jose Celso Barsoa Day in Puerto Rico. A Puerto Rican physician, sociologist, and political leader known as the father of the statehood movement in Puerto Rico. Barbosa was the first Puerto Rican and one of the first persons of African descent to earn a medical degree in the United States. Uh, <laughs> Brian, the TSP live yesterday was good stuff. As for anyone else, go forth and get shit done. Thank you, Pip. I appreciate that. Pip with Duction Cups with a music band album swap. Metallica, master of ducats. Maybe not. Ride the ducking anyway. <laughs> oh, man, Pip. Pip's still coming up with those puns, and uh, I think that's the beauty of those duction cups. There are so many puns available. Anyway, this has been another episode of Lots of History. As mentioned, Pip is from ductioncups.com, and if you like those little guys, if you like the cups, if you like the ducks, if you have a Jeep and you need a board for the dash to stick your ducks to, check out ductioncups.com slash lots. Thanks, Pip, for putting together lots of history. And now back to it. Let's get to back to the topic du jour or topic of the day. Morning, K-Bonk. How we doing? Back with Butcher. Better late than never. What's been going on, man? Those, those, uh, I know you're a new daddy. I know, I know that you are, um, I know you're a new daddy. And you have all those new little kids running around. And is are they keeping you up at night? Have you not been getting your sleep? Have you not been able to get up in the morning and uh, and come and see us and hang out with us at 6 o'clock? Or is it the fact that uh, you're up early taking care of the babies? I don't know. I don't know. Looks like that rump's doing good. Congratulations on that. Anyway, what do we have on the board today? I got the Jabra. Uh, oh, my man. My Jabra video on YouTube. I got a comment this morning that just sometimes you get ones. So I think the video has, I don't know. I don't know. Let me, let me, I'm going to pull it up real quick here uh, as I'm talking, but sometimes you get comments that spiral you into um, remembering all the bad ones. Now this video, a little backstory to it. I put it out um, a long time ago. I was, um, I, was, I had these earbuds. Love them. They're an item of the day. There is one problem with my earbuds. They um, they stopped working. One of the ears, one of the volumes stopped working properly. I shouldn't say that it stopped working. It stopped working properly. And so what would happen is you would, um, the earbuds are set up so that if you, if you have them on, you can use them one or uh, both. So if you're using one, you have to use the right ear. It works just like your normal. Um, it works just like your normal 
Bluetooth headset that you put in that you buy and um, and then you can add the other one and it connects and it, and then it's like uh, normal earbuds that you would you would buy you know just to listen to music. So you had the functionality of both um, of both single ear or double ear. It had functionality that you could hit a button and it actually uh, amplified the the noise. So they were like uh, hear through. They're great. I mean, they're expensive. They're super expensive. They're like uh, when I bought them, they were two hundred bucks. I think they're down to like one hundred and seventy now. But um, I went with them because I was blowing through thirty dollar pairs of earbuds fast enough to make buying a two hundred dollar pair uh, worth it. I've had them now for years, uh, probably. Oh, I think I bought them right at the beginning of COVID. Uh, things weren't locked down yet. So I would have to say late 2019, early 2020 is when I bought these things. So what is that? Three and a half years now? Three and a half years? I think it was worth it. Uh, still using them all the time. And uh, so one day they stopped the the left earbud when you would listen to music, the volume would drop off. It would start fine and then it would fade off and you could, couldn't could hear it. You might as well take it out. Might as well not be there. Right earbuds still worked fine. So I started looking. I'm like, okay, these are 200 bucks. This was relatively soon. I mean, under a year when this happened. Uh, and so I searched and searched and searched and searched and searched and can't find a fix. I, I found the Jobber website. I went to their um, I went to their customer service, their frequently asked questions. Uh, all they said was, it's software issue. It's a software issue. Uh, it's a firmware issue. Uh, there is an app that helps uh, it interact with your with your phone, your computer. Don't need it, but it helps. They uh, they said uninstall that, reinstall it again. Blah blah blah. The typical tech support bullshit that never works. Uh, did you turn it off? Turn it back on again? Yeah, I tried that. I tried that. So I went searching. Jabra was no help. Went searching on the web, looked for a couple weeks, and finally found, uh, I think that where I actually found the fix was in a Reddit, uh, a Reddit thread. And I happened to read, I was so sick of this shit um, that it wasn't working. I was getting ready to throw them out and go, well, that was 200 bucks burned. And I was uh, last gas effort, effort. I'm reading a Reddit thread about people bitching about this. And I'm like, okay, well, somewhere in here, somebody's got a, got another idea that might work. I get about 30 comments in and there's this guy who was like, hey, there's this little hole in the left earbud that's, uh, that's a noise um, equalization uh, port on the thing. And it helps recognize your voice. It helps recognize the volume in the hear through, like it's it's got functionality in the balancing of the earbuds. And a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, well, that sounds like a balancing issue since when I turn them on, the volume is loud enough, but it fades. So at some point it's getting the signal to come on full and for some reason it's going down. So, okay, this this hole is a pretty good uh, pretty good starting point. He guy said, like, clean it out real easy with a pin or a toothpick or something. Away I went. I grabbed my earbuds. I, I, like, pulled it out. And it sits inside your ear. So, basically, what happens is any sort of dirt, grime, grunk, uh, earwax, ear crud, anything you got there gets slowly put into this hole. And when the hole clogs up, it can't equalize. And it thinks the volume's all the way up. And so it drops the volume. No software issue. 
It's no uh, firmware issue. It's a fucking plugged hole. And so I took a pin, I took a toothpick, I cleaned it out, and they worked phenomenally. And I said, all right, well, it took me forever to find this. It took me forever to find this uh, answer, so I'm going to make a YouTube video out of it. Sure as shit, here we are. Um, I just pulled up the video. Uh, I published this video February 20th, 2022. It has the most views on any of our videos. We're pushing up on 56 or we're over 56,000 views on it. And it's got 626 comments. All right. 626 comments. That's a lot of comments on a video, especially for us. I would say 95% of them are, holy shit, dude, you just saved me a bunch of money. Worked great, you know. Basically, thank you. The other five are what I was talking about when you get that one comment and it it just triggers all the other small, uh, all the small amount of shitty um, um, uh, the shitty comments, the weird comments, shit like that. I have been accused of um, working for Jabra and hiding the hiding the hiding the answer to fix these. Uh, I have, um, I've been requested to, or that I'm required to help people with technical support on their other Jabra products because they assume that I work for the company. Uh, there is a lot of comments out there that thinks I should be paid by Jabra, uh, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, I haven't seen any checks yet, but, uh, 56,000 people think that my video, my video might fix their shit. And, uh, I'm sure they've already started with Jabra. Um, yeah, but it's weird. I don't know, uh, about you, but when you watch YouTube videos, do you assume that the person talking works for the company that they're talking shit about, not talking shit about uh, talking about their stuff? Uh, if I'm sitting here talking about this coffee mug, do you assume that I'm the, I'm the tech support guy or a representative of the coffee mug company? It's so odd. It's so odd. People are so wrapped up in their own world. And I believe at the beginning of the video, I'm like, hey, I just found this. I don't work for them. I don't like I couldn't find the answer either. But here you go. People yelling at me that it doesn't fix. Do I have any other tips or tricks? I'm like, no, dude. Like I fixed my shit and I'm just putting the video out there. Canadian Farm said, so how long have you worked for Jabra? Ah, uh, yeah, I, like, I don't, I really wish, I wish they would reach out and be like, hey, um, thanks for fixing our shit, but, uh, <laughs> backwards butcher, wait, you didn't make that coffee cup, nope, only made the stuff in it, <laughs> and I didn't even make that, I just processed it with some water, oh, man, but the comment last night, let me read this fucking beauty to you guys, I gotta find it here, I didn't ever... I didn't pick up the comments, but uh, yeah, here, right here. <coughs> so this video that's helped uh, helped a few, more than a few people. Uh, it's got almost 2,000 likes. Uh, never, here we go. Never buying from this shitty company again. Can't believe the amount of tech YouTubers recommending this company. Sound only works from the right earbud if you just having one in which I have to cause of work so i can't even use the left one because both have it to be in for some strange reason not even had them for a year 
Um, no punctuation. Oh, he did put quotes on tech YouTubers. But, uh, oh, there's a period, I think. Oh, no. No, that was shit on my screen. Uh, he does have one period in here. No capitalization. And um, instead of the word because, he spells it C-O-S, cuz. So, yeah. Save it. You don't need... You don't need to fucking Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay, bonk. Ha ha ha. Dainter webs. <laughs> Takes all kinds to make it go round and round. And Corey gets her obligatory. Hi, Corey. She said hello, everyone. She answered back today. Hello, everyone. Anyway, I still recommend the damn things. I do. Uh, I love them. I love them. I actually bought Corey a pair. I uh, I found them, and I realized I brought to you guys and said that, you know, they're $60 online, and I thought that I found some that um, sounds like um, they weren't refurbished. Like, I didn't know if they were discontinued or what, but they were on there for $60. And I scrubbed the ad for refurbished, secondhand, blah, 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 all this. Never found it. Ordered them. I'm like, at $120 off, uh, yes, I'm ordering them for her. She had a pair that she didn't like. And um, and so I, I ordered them. And they showed up and, of course, refurbished. I was like, it was too good to be true at $60. But at $60, if they are refurbished because somebody sent them back because the ear hole was clogged, they're perfectly fine. Have you used them yet? She hasn't even used them. I go out of my way. She complains, complains, complains. I order them right away before our trip. I'm like, I got to get them for her. She's not happy with her headphones. I got to get them for her. I get them here. I hand them to her and she puts them in a... She throws them away. She throws them away somewhere. <laughs> K-Bonk. Hey, knucklehead, put the left in the right. It's your ass. It's you, ass hat. <laughs> um, uh, the right earbud is the one that has to be in uh, for it to work. And it says blatantly that if you use one, it has to be the right one. If you use two, you can use the right and the left. But the brains of the earbuds are in the right. And the only thing the left one can do is connect to the right, not connect to the device. I don't know. I don't know what his problem is. But it just, it, it blows my mind that people complain about people trying to help them. Like, if it didn't help you, dude, like, okay, hey, didn't work for me. Thanks for the try. Not some long rambling thing like I made the goddamn things and uh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, that just had me a little fired up this morning. Uh, traveling today. We are traveling today after we wrap up the show, uh, break down everything. We're taking our time. We got uh, a decent sized drive today for us. In between our longest one of the trip and shortest, obviously, was way short. We had a really nice uh, short drive the one day. Um, but uh, about two, 275 miles today to a site that we stayed at for a week when we were headed to Tennessee from Texas. Um, and so we've been there. It's, uh, it's, it's a site. It's easy, easy pull in, easy setup. Uh, normally, as far as, uh, as far as we were there for a week, people would roll in. They wouldn't even set up. They would just stop for the night. 
great place for that. Uh, it's really nice going to someplace on a travel day that we've already been. Um, <laughs> we've already been, uh, and uh, it's just, like I said, a travel day. We're not staying there for the week. It's no, no place that we really want to stay long-term again. It's really nice. Uh, it's really nice for the stopover, but it's not our ideal place to sit for a week. Uh, we did that uh, in the spring and probably not again, but for a stop. And it's a nice distance from our uh, our final location on this road. Uh, so, you know, we're going to stop there. We're going to leave a little later in the morning. Uh, it's, what do we say, four hour, four or five hour drive. Uh, we'll roll in, drop our, uh, drop our truck. There is a pizza place in this uh, town that we got pizza that's uh, fairly decent. Um it's fairly decent. So we'll probably uh, drop the trailer, get in the truck, go get some pizza, bring it back, uh, and then crash for the night. And tomorrow, uh, get up, do the show. And man, we're uh, rolling back to Tennessee. We're rolling back to our site and we're going to set up and probably not move for a little bit. We have some ideas of some trips we might want to take over the winter. But the majority of the time, I think we're going to sit tight and try to uh, see what a Tennessee winter's like. See if this is uh, it, Tennessee is that place we want to buy that first uh, that first property to kind of be that uh, fallback emergency property number one uh, that we could actually roll with all year round if need be. That's the mo right now. That's the that's what we're kind of looking at. Uh, we want to kind of be sure. Uh, obviously, if the right deal comes up and it's in our face, we could always make it the second property if need be. Uh, but, you know, we want to be sure when we buy that property. Uh, we never looked at location uh, when we bought our property in, in Minnesota for a variety of reasons. One being that why were we moved? Why were we leaving Minnesota? There was no reason. And uh, we figured it out now. We want to be more selective now that we can. But as always, man, if the right deal comes up, why not? Why not? So heading back to Tennessee in the next couple of days, then we'll be sitting tight. Got some videos coming up uh, soon. Got to make, uh, I got to get back on that Blockstream Jade that I, uh, I looked into pretty hard before we left. And then we got on the road and it's kind of sat in my bag. Haven't really gotten it out and messed with it much, but uh, getting back to going through the functionality with that. Um, <laughs> uh, Going to do videos on that, get some blog posts, recommendations, start pushing that a little bit more. I'll let you guys know what I think of it and, um, and do some help and uh, walking people through getting it set up and all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to have lots of YouTube videos about the repairs I'm going to do. I'm going to start doing some more, uh, just getting that tripod out and um, taking a look at what I'm working on and uh, and really pushing that some more. And uh, moving to, when we get back, a one, uh, one weekly product, I think. Uh, really put some more time into the video review and the blog post. I was trying to get a... Um, a stock amount of products of the day on the website before we went on our trip so I could rotate back through them. I believe the rotation will end up sometime in mid-August, early September, where I hit again on the on the, the roll through. And at that point, I think I'm going to try to start doing an item of the week with a full blog post, full video review, um, and a little more in-depth because I was doing five a week. Uh, on the weekends and releasing them through the week. And 
I want to spend more time. I think if I spend that five times the time or even three times the time working on one video, it'll just come out way better. And that's, so that's the plan moving forward is uh, one a week, one a week, probably the item of the week. And we'll talk about it all week and then, uh, and then move on to the next and just keep adding them on. So that's kind of the plan going forward. Uh, speaking of item of the day, item of the day today is a 13 inch folding step stool. It's uh it's, Inval invaluable here in the camper. I got a short wife and she, uh, she lives in my tall world. And so she needs a little step stool around. We also use it for a, uh, a seat. Like when she cuts my hair, uh, if you, we gotta have a seat outside, stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's a nice handy thing to have, have around. Uh, they're pretty generic as far as brand. I put a link to the one we got, but, uh, man, they're, they're Chinese, um, manufactured and uh and different brands just stamp their name on them so i don't think any one is better than the other but this one's tough it's held up uh it travels well it folds up nice and small and it's just uh just the right size so check that out there's a video review and a uh and a blog post review posted down in the video and audio notes and also the link to amazon uh if you don't need a folding step stool but you are doing some shopping on amazon today or any time please consider grabbing one of our Amazon links and clicking on it. It helps support me, helps support the show, and every little bit counts from uh, from those Amazon commissions, and we appreciate it. And if you need a Blockstream Jade, you can go to the site and click on that banner. There's a discount code. The link is the tracking link, and use the discount code for 10% off the Lots Project. You can find that uh, if you're on mobile. you got to scroll all the way to the bottom. If you're on desktop, it should be right there on the side. If you are using um, Brave uh, with Tor or no tracking, no ads, things like that, it might not show up. Uh, get a hold of me, man. Get a hold of me for 10% off Blockstream Jade and a reference link. Otherwise, you can find it in most every notes I have it in the last month. So let me see uh, what we got here in the comments before we wrap up. Um, Kyle says, or uh, Gingerbread says, yep, be sued for, get sued for breaking ribs during CPR. Yeah, all I'm doing is trying to help, man. I never said I was going to save you. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says, are you going to start a little armored one sanctuary? <laughs> He'll come down and build the pens. Uh, Canadian Farm says, it said, little armored one rescue and leprosy treatment center. <laughs> Uh, Backwoods Witcher says the long form videos are a pain, but it's worth the time to put into them. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I have a ton of video to edit. Like I could edit video probably for a month, uh, every day, all day and not run out of stock videos. So time, finding time guys, finding time. You might be getting some old stuff that I got, uh, I got, uh, got going there. So uh, Backwoods Butcher says you need a bar at the sanctuary where you sacrifice one and watch vultures rip it apart while you enjoy a cocktail. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, anyway, interview tonight. Check it out. It'll be the last uh, of last of the, the July interviews. I recorded it the other day. Uh, he had to reschedule. We were supposed to get it done before I took off. But yesterday or two days ago, we recorded it up. Professor Pete, man, he was coming on to talk about stress, stress relief, uh, what stress can do to you. And we had just a great conversation about all sorts of stuff. Started going sideways and down rabbit holes from the get-go. And uh, it was just a great chat. So you're going to want to check that out. Professor Pete Alexander, let's talk about stress on lots to talk about tonight. 
6 p.m. Central. Check it out on YouTube and Facebook. And after that, you can download it on the audio file uh, about 7.15, 7.30 tonight. And the blog post will be up. Check it out. Professor Pete Alexander, it was a great chat. I really appreciate it coming on. Uh, other than that, guys, I will be back tomorrow. We got one more show this week. I'll be coming to you from Arkansas. Today is Southwest Missouri. Tomorrow's Arkansas. Next Monday, back in Tennessee. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Tomorrow's Friday. We'll catch up with you then. I can see the light. I can feel the sun.